Well, here we are. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mums here. You are legends. Phenomenal at what you do. So my prayer is that today, not just in this service, but across the day, that you are encouraged. And uh, hopefully your kids, both your own kids and other kids that you've adopted or that have just chosen to tag along, will make you feel special today. And uh, even if your daughters haven't got you a present yet, but they've thought about it this morning because they were reminded and they're going to go to the shops on the way home. And I reckon you're going to get a vase from, oh, it'll be a vase for you, a bit of vase from Kmart. And uh, I'm just predicting because that's about all that's open for them to buy you something. But I'm sure they've thought about it already, Laurie. I'm sure. And uh, it's good. It's good, right? Is good. Let's start preaching and then we'll see how we go. Good start, you reckon? Good start. We're in Acts and uh, if you've been reading along through our Bible reading plan, we've been reading through the book of Acts and um, all leading up to going back to the start of Acts in a couple of weeks' time on Pentecost Sunday and, uh, and the day of Pentecost is obviously why we now call it Pentecost Sunday, but 50 days after the death of Jesus and then we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. So it's 50 days, isn't it? So 50 days after Easter and uh, that's in a couple of weeks' time, which is what we're all gearing up to. And Acts 20 and 21, we're kind of floating around in this morning and thinking about what to share on Mother's Day to encourage our mums, to encourage us all. And uh, there's some interesting, if you've read through Acts 20 and 21, there's some interesting places you could go um, for a Mother's Day message. And uh, talking to Pastor Nick yesterday morning um, down at Henley Beach, he handed the reins over to Pastor Stacey to say, you can preach on that, and uh, gave it to her, something of someone falling out a window and turning that into childbirth. And uh, I went, okay, so I, I don't know whether Henley Beach record their messages or not, but it could be worth a listen um, if that's where they've gone with that. But we're not going there this morning. I've got a few points out of this text, and, and I'm in Acts 20. And so Paul is starting a journey, or he's continuing a journey through Macedonia and Greece, and he's been away traveling for months as we read through the start of Acts 20. And and the Jews are plotting against him and just as he was about to sail for Syria, he decided to go back to Macedonia and he was accompanied by some people and, and it gives a few time zones of he was away for a few months and then it says down in verse 6, but we sailed from Philippi after the Feast of Unleavened Bread and five days later joined the others. And then verse 7, Verse 7, I love, I love this text in verse 7. So there's a bit going on. He's got a little bit happening in his world. There's people plotting against him. He's trying to get to where he needs to go. He's trying to visit people and see people and preach the gospel and do all of these things. 
But verse 7, on the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. And so in the chaos of life, in the chaos of everything that's going on around him, they prioritized coming together to break bread. Coming together to have a meal. Coming together to sit around the table. Coming together to have communion. Coming together to spend time together. In all the chaos of life, they chose and they prioritized to come together on the first day of the week and break bread. I want to encourage you. I know it can be a challenge. We've got four kids and trying to wrangle them can be a challenge at the best of times. And our kids are just starting to get into that age where they're doing after-school activities and uh, Mason's got basketball practice at 7.30 in the morning on a Thursday and it's just becomes an interesting challenge. He asked this week, why couldn't I go to basketball practice on Thursday? I said, well, because mum was at women's prayer. Dad doesn't finish till 7. She didn't get home till 20 past 7. You need to be there at 7.30. You went out of bed until 25 past 7. Can you see why you didn't get to basketball practice? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. <clears throat> but life can be chaos, right? We've probably got some people plotting against us. I don't know. <clears throat> Just looking at the front row, really. That's, <laughs> don't have to look much further than that. And Ed's got a big smile on his face now. He's like, yep. <clears throat> but, but it's like, the, life is chaos, right, mums? Yes. Trying to organise life. If you like our house, then mum packs the bags. Because if dad packs the bags, then he does it wrong and mum's got to do it again afterwards. So mum just does it. Because if I pick an outfit, that doesn't go together and say, you can't dress my kids like that. You might get away with it, but just not when I'm with you. And so, and so there's this... Do the lunches. Get up, get organised. I don't know where, how, what your circumstance is. You might be a single parent. Dad might be off doing other things, like the cows, Aaron's off, working a couple of weeks at a time, makes for chaos, right, gets home, gets home and then he just wants to sit down, nice shirt by the way Aaron, I like that, looks good, um, but life is chaos, but I want to encourage you today, mums and dads and parents and everybody here, make time to prioritise sitting down and breaking bread together. Make it a priority because it's, it's the glue that will hold your family together, whatever that family looks like. However dysfunctional, disjointed together it is, on the scale of one to ten, it doesn't matter having meals together, sitting down and prioritising that time will help. Very good. Yes. Very good, Pastor John. Chaos, right, Spencer? <laughs> but make it a priority. 
Growing up as, and I don't know where, where you go in your thinking of your childhood, but I look back now at some of the times with my family when I was growing up. And they were, there was chaos. It was the same thing. There was chaos, but mum would have the meal done and we'd sit down and we'd have family dinners. And they were special times. And then when, it, when we got a little bit older and it got to the point where mum would make the massive big lasagna because she didn't know if Emma was coming with me for dinner or whether I was going to Emma's for dinner and she didn't know if Jane was going to Nick's or Nick was coming to ours or Gav was going to Sarah's or Sarah was going to Gav's or Peter was going to Lana's and so I'm one of four kids and so mum didn't know whether she was cooking for just her and dad or whether she was cooking for all of us. And so she would just cook for all of us and go, dinner's in the oven, when you're there, help yourself, whatever's left at the end of the night, we'll put in the freezer and then there's meals for whenever. And so life got chaos, but, but there was moments when it was family dinner night and we'd all be there. And for a long season, they were Monday nights for us as a family and they were Monday nights, family dinner night, and we all came together. And they were some special times, hanging out together. I think those Monday night dinners is where most of us told the rest of the family that we were probably engaged, wedding dates, told the family that we were having kids. And each time we'd try and predict it and be like, oh, what are we doing family dinner for this time? Who's announcing what? And, uh, and so <laughs> I think I ruined one of Sarah's kids or was it one of yours Jane I can't remember but I said all right what are we here for are you pregnant Sarah and she was like yes and uh, I went, oh, oh congratulations but uh it just got to that point but that's special sacred times and without prioritizing a meal you miss that and so I encourage you on the first day of the week it doesn't matter what day of the week just pick a day it doesn't need to be, ideally you want to have it so that it's regular, but if it works that it's just a little more spontaneous than that, that it's just thrown out there, right, here we go, we're all here that day. But prioritise the breaking of bread together because it'll bring you together in the chaos of life. Whatever chaos is happening around you, break bread together, eat together. And it will be good. There's power in sitting around the table together. As we read through Acts 20, there's <clears throat> Paul's a busy man, says farewell to some people, and, and then picking the story up down a little later in verse 32, I commit you to God and to the word of his grace which can build you and give you an inheritance among all those who are sacrificed. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these things, uh, that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and met them in everything I did. I showed you that by this kind of hard work we must help the weak Isn't that a mother's heart? Isn't that such a mother's heart? 
amongst all of that of hard work, of committing to God, of committing kids to God, of committing families to God. Not covered at anyone's silver. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself. It is more blessed. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I want to take a moment today to thank every mum here. To say thank you for your selflessness. Because I know that you've gone out of your way. Some of you have picked up extra shifts and doing extra work to help put your kids through private school and put your kids through the education that you desire for them. Some of you have stayed home and sacrificed a career so that you can be mum because that's what you believe is the right thing and neither of them is right or wrong. It's what you believe for your family and that makes it so precious. And so I want to take a moment today I'm going to move this out of the way. And I would like, if you're a mum, I would like you to come and stand up here. If you're a mum, stand up and come up here. Come on. Come on, mums. Come stand up here. Some of you are hating me right now, but that's okay. That's what kids do. Come on, every mum. I'm getting off because I'm not a mum. Come on, Rosie, sort them out. Sort them out. Isn't this typical mums? No one wants to be in the spotlight. Rosie does. Hey, Les. Les. What, did, what was the word that just came out of your mouth a moment ago? So adept. Masterpiece. Marlene. <laughs> Masterpiece is what Les just said when he looked at all of you mums going up on stage. Can we stand and let's just put our hands together and thank our incredible mums. We want to honour you today for your selflessness for your courage, for your strength, for your boldness. We honour you today for going above and beyond. We honour you today because you continue, whether you're an old mum, a new mum, you continue to put your children's needs above yours. And I so love that and admire that about mums right across the journey from grandmothers, great-grandmothers, first-time mothers, fourth-time mothers, mothers, mothers. We honour you and we thank you. So we love you. Right, church? Let's put our hands together once again. Yeah, you can come and...
Thank you. So it's a little bit of chaos, because we like chaos, right? You've got to be used to chaos, because you're a mum. So, And some of you don't like the spotlight, but that's why you needed to be up here today. To understand that your selflessness, whilst it so often goes unnoticed, it is noticed. And whilst it's, it's so often something that you do not to get thanked, you do it out of love, we want to thank you. I want to thank you for what you do in the lives of our kids. And as a, as a pastor and as someone who is here every week and seeing kids get brought up in this house, I can't parent my kids by myself. Emma can't parent our kids by herself. We can't do it as a couple. There's that old saying, it takes a village. And you are the village. And I know I look around and I could eyeball every single mum, every single woman in this house. If you call this place home and I could think of a moment when you've done something for our kids think of a moment when you've picked up my kids because they've been running along the front and they've tripped and they've scuffed their knee or they've run into a wall or they've that's Blake Um, if you've been around long enough you've seen Blake come through the foyer with a big lump on his head because that's just what he does but most of you here would have wiped one of my kids' snotty noses. A lot of you here have changed one of my kids' nappies. I'm talking to the mums, Martin, it's all good. But you're more than welcome, I'm not not fast. Kelsey's got one brewing, you can go sort it in a minute. Thanks, Martin. Uh, But but seriously, that's, that's just our family. That's just our kids. And then every single person here, your kids are being brought up in this environment where there's a village who have got your back. There's a village who are are cheering you on. There's a village who who are right behind you when you think you're a failure to pick you up and say, hey, you're not. You're doing an incredible job. Keep loving your kids. We'll keep loving you. And so continue to be selfless, mums. Continue to love one another. Continue to pick one another up. Because what we have is something that's so special. What we have is something that we need to fight for, that we need to continue to prioritise, that we need to continue to strive for. Because it's so worth it. 
is more blessed to give than to receive. I love this in, in skipping over to Acts 21. This is, well, skipping over, it's skip over a chapter, but it's like two verses later. Let's just keep reading this. I didn't give it to Lockie, but... So it is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had said this, he knelt down with all of them and prayed. They all wept as they had embraced and kissed him. What grieved them the most was his statement that they would never see his face again. Then they accompanied him to the ship. And I love this. I laughed. It's a little out of context to the story, but I laughed when I read it because it says this, after we had torn ourselves away from them. After we had torn ourselves away from them, we we finally got to do what we wanted to do or what we needed to do and set sail. But just thinking as I read this, I just picturing straight away trying to get ready in the morning and you've got kids hanging off you or trying to drop your kids at school or childcare or wherever so that you could go to work and do what you need to do and it takes a little while for them to to learn that it's okay and that you are actually going to come back and you're not going for a week, you're just going for a couple of hours and all those different things. But, but every mum would, would understand and relate to this of after we'd torn ourselves away from them, after, after we'd, we'd got... Being a mum's tiring, right? Being a mum can have its moments of stress. Being a mum can have its moments of pure heartbreak. Being a mum can have its moments where you feel like, am I ever going to get a moment to myself again? I know this because I have moments to myself and Emma looks after the kids while I'm doing it. And as much as, as much as as a dad, I try to give Emma space from the kids and do that. There's just something about being a mum that the kids are there more. I walk in from a day at work and the kids still just climb over mum. Mum walks in from a day at work and the kids will climb over mum. I don't know what it's like in your house, but you know, they'll come to me for two seconds and then go back to mum. And so after we'd torn ourselves away from them, we put out the sea and sailed straight. The next day, the next day, there's always the next day. The next day comes. And I want to pray for every mum today that you would be filled with the strength to keep going. To be filled with strength that when it feels like you can't break free, when it feels like the weight of motherhood is hanging on you, 
And I know because I've spoken to some of the older mums here, but when you, when you become a grandparent and when you become a mum of teenagers and adults, some of that tearing away doesn't stop. Some of the, the burdens of caring and loving on your kids doesn't stop. And so this isn't just for those who have got little ones who are hanging on at the knees. This is for those who have, who have got 20-year-old kids, 30-year-old kids, maybe 40-year-old kids that are still, because we keep coming back. And all the young adults are going, amen to that. <laughs> and so, Father, I do just stop right now. God, we just pause. Father, and we pray for every mum. God, I just pray that whatever being a mum looks like, for each individual, God, I pray that your strength would fill every one of us. God, that your love would flow into us and through us. God, as we've already sung this morning about it being an overflow, God, I just pray, Father, for every mum here this morning that there would be an overflow coming. Holy Spirit, I pray. Father, your peace and your comfort God, I pray your peace and your comfort would fill every mum's brokenness today. Holy Spirit, have your way. Right here, right now. Father, I pray that you would heal. God, I pray that you would bring healing in this meeting. Father, I pray that for every mum that has lost their joy, God, I pray that you would fill their hearts afresh with your joy. Joy that isn't circumstantial. but a joy that is supernatural, that's of you. 
Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. We thank you for our incredible moms. We thank you for their heart, for their passion. We thank you for their tenderness. God, we thank you for their discipline, for their rebuke when it's needed. God, we thank you for our mums today. God, I thank you that as we, as we go into the day and we celebrate, as we go into today and we remember, as we go into today and we break bread with family, whatever that looks like for each one of us. God, I pray that we would look to you in the times we need to. God, in those tough moments, in those awkward moments, God, give us the strength, give us the courage. God, give us what we need. Thank you, Lord. And God, I thank you. God, I thank you today for the love of every mum. God, I thank you that they are selfless. God, I thank you that they do love us unconditionally. The stories we could tell of things that we thought we got away from, way off. But our mums know. God, we thank you for them, for protecting us, for loving us. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord.
If Mother's Day is a, a challenging day for you, I want to encourage you, don't do it alone. Ask for help. Reach out. Grab another mum. Grab someone else. Say, hey, can you help me? Can you pray for me today? Today's a tough one. If you want prayer for anything at all around being a mum and what today is, then please come forward and we'd love to pray with you, love to pray for you. We do just pray this morning for the Samson family. Paul's mum passed away earlier in the week and I know they're watching online today. So Father, we just pray your peace your love would flood their house. God, for all the family, God, as they get together under very different circumstances this year, God, we just pray that you would be with them. Father, you'd fill them to overflowing. God, let your joy, your peace, your comfort, your love overflow this day. Thank you, Father. Fill them afresh. The altar is open if you want to come. Please remember it's not a place of need. It's so not a place of need. It's a place of outpouring. It's a place of being filled. It's a place of being equipped. It's a place of laying things down. And so you may just need to come and just stand as we sing this song. You may just need to come and spend a few moments here to lay down something as a mum, to lay down some grief, to lay down some hurt, to lay down some pain, to lay down some worry. Whatever it is, please come. Do what you need to do with God today. And remember that we love you and we honour you and we cherish each and every one of you. And we're grateful for you. Amen. Amen. Let's.